Hello. You might be able to hear this. Um, what's really mad is um, this podcast sounds like I'm calling into my own podcast to record it. It's terrible. Sorry about the audio. It is listenable, but it's not as good as I thought it would be. Basically, I stole a mic from work and it's terrible, so I'm going to have to just speak into my Mac um, again. Either that or I should pull my finger out and buy a proper one. But anyway, enjoy. Hello. Um, I'm here again. Um, for the tenth time, I am using a, a different mic today um, as opposed to sitting down and talking into my my laptop um i've stolen my my mic from work and i'm using it i wonder if this is a fireable offense i'd like to think not it's not a rock and roll or not a rock and roll way to go but you know we are where we are um and outside again um It's actually really quiet. It's a bit ominous. And I can hear my voice. Um, Like, kind of everywhere, which is a bit weird. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, this is the 10th episode. So, um, I thought I'd do something a little special. Um, I say special. This might actually even be worse than a normal podcast because, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know how bad they normally are, but this might be worse. might be better, um, but I'm doing something different. And I am going to answer questions from people who listen to the podcast. So all two of you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um I'll probably do this in like chunks, I guess. Um, in fact, I'll fire in the little sort of uh, what's it called the the interlude now, and then I'll answer my first question. I think it's about um, oh yeah, it's about my fears. Ooh. I'll be back shortly. Hi, <laughs> sorry. I was doing a big inhale, which is annoying. I I just got um, interrupted there by mum. She, um, what was she saying? She opened the door to outside and said, I was just checking on what? I don't know. Anyway, it's annoying. Um, so I'm re-recording this bit. Um, the first question today comes from a young whippersnapper called Jonathan Blue, protecting his identity by giving him a fake name. But, you know, you might be able to guess. Um, he asks me, what am I afraid of? 
both large and small? Which is a nice question because it's kind of it's got a little nuance to it at the end there. Um, so large, I am afraid of like unfulfillment. I was initially thinking like potential, like I guess in terms of someone having a skill or something like that that they don't perfect. But I'm not even sure it's necessarily that because, you know, if you don't have any passion for something, then you shouldn't like pursue it with any real gusto. Um, so there's that. Mum's um, just busying herself around this place because she's curious about what I'm doing and this is annoying me. Um, like, you know, oh, let me just go and close the toilet door next to you. What? Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Unresolved potential. If Yeah, if you don't have any passion for the thing that you have a skill in, then you shouldn't pursue it. You should pursue the thing that you love because ultimately that's the thing that matters. Um, so when I say unfulfillment, I mean an unfulfilled life is an unhappy life, I think. So, you know, I think, I think the odds of you attaining a firm and very respectable 7 out of 10 life are pretty high and you can go for that and that's an honorable thing to do. Or you can go for the slightly slimmer odds um, and go for the 10 out of 10 life, the, the life that you, your dream life, and you do the thing that you love. Um, I think it's probably worth rolling the dice on that 10 out of 10 life, even if it's just a, you give it a try, and if it doesn't work, you, 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 know, you fall back on whatever else it is that you can do. Um, it's ironic that I say that because, of course, like I'm well and truly on the path to a 7 out of 10 life. And to be honest, I'd be buzzing if I got that. Um, as it stands, I think I'm on trajectory for maybe a 5 or a 6, which you know, is still perfectly fine. You know, I think, I think the, 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 um, the goal is now to just make it. If I can make it, that's all right. Um, so I think that's my fear, unfulfillment. Um, second fear is, and it's a smaller fear, is probably the dark. Um, like when I was a kid, I used to be pretty bad. Like I had to have the light on outside my room like the big like um hall room hallway light so basically it was light all the time um i'd have my door like ajar so it wasn't necessarily that it was light in my room but it was kind of like to signify that someone's awake maybe that there's life in the house possibly i'm not sure but as i've grown older I'm not so bothered. Like I have to sleep in. I have to sleep in darkness. To be honest, like the darker the better. So I'm not scared of the dark. In fact, I I embrace it. Here comes a car. Absolutely buzzing. Yes, 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 yes. Big Land Rover. Big Land Rover. Yes. Aren't you great? See ya. 
Well, what else was, what was I talking about? Um, oh yeah, as I so I need I need I needed to be fully dark, but when I am usually I'm the last person awake in the house, and when I'm like turning all the lights off to then go to bed, sometimes what happens is I flick that last light off, and something internally triggers. And I'm like, well, I absolutely have to sprint as fast as I can to get to my bed now. Like, bed for some reason is like the only safe place in the world. And it's like I'm being chased by something and I can't see what the something is. And I've never come face to face with the something, but it is chasing me and it's chasing me aggressively. And I'm terrified of it. And I sprint up the stairs and it's like, that's the noise. <laughs> um, and it's like, and I usually get to bed and I have a little giggle to myself. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you're 25. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my small fear. Because um, I don't think it's real, to be honest. Here comes another car. I'm going to pause now, do another little interlude, and we'll talk about another thing. Bye. Hi, I'm here again. Um, so what's really good is in the interim, um, I'm not quite sure what's going on. It could be a shower is happening. Um, but it sounds like someone's going for a wee next to me. So that's obviously really, really good. I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing with that. So um, so uh, thanks for that. Um, I have got another question here from the same man, Jonathan Blue, who... Um, Oh God! There's crescendo. The shower crescendo is happening in the drain next to me. It's, it's settling down now. Anyway, um, he says there's a podcast that James A. Caster does, and it's called Off Menu. Um, and you talk through your ideal meal. So he basically wants me to rip that off, and I'm more than happy to do that. So. Um, and there's a couple of criteria to, to, to um, kind of uh, fulfill. So we will go through this. Um, it's still or sparkling water, bread basket or poppadoms, starter, main side, dessert, drink. Okay. So firstly, um, as, a, as a kickoff, is it a still or a sparkling water? I would say... Still water, um, still water with ice, preferably. The reason I would go with that is I think it's the most conducive to assisting in the eating process. So sparkling water just fills me up with gas, and that means there's less room for for food, and I'm probably also going to burp. And burping is unbecoming of a gentleman such as myself, even though I do it. I actually have one in my sort of throat now, but, you know, if I can avoid it, I will. Um, and also, yeah, I just don't want to take up any unnecessary room. I just think, just have still water. Can can we just be adults about that? I, I do quite like a sparkling water every now and then just to scratch the itch. But I think if it's, if it's a, if it's at the meal of my lifetime, I'm going to go still water with ice, please. Um, 
what's the second uh, second thing bread basket or poppadoms very very easy for me bread basket i am a fat well no i'm not <laughs> i'm not really i think that's me being quite harsh i eat um disgustingly and um, especially when it comes to bread and butter um what i like to do is i will kind of rip a especially if it's kind of a nice maybe a nice crust crusty roll that's fluffy in the middle um pr- you know preferably some sort of french bread um i kind of think back to when i was a kid and i used to go camping with my family to france basically every year for maybe maybe even like 10 years possibly um and like you would get this french bread baked like fresh every day and wow so i'd have that i would have butter um um and i would butter it liberally very very liberally and i would um and i would also put salt on top because i am disgusting as i said but i think once you start putting kind of like cracked salt on top of your buttered bread it will change your life and you know so you might frown and scowl at me for saying that initially but quite frankly you're wrong um salt on buttered bread is superior um what else have we got to talk about um starter oh dear i haven't even really thought about what i'm supposed to have at this stage what is an endlessly really good starter um do you know i think i'll go for a soup purely on the basis that i think soup's quite good for flavor and it allows for more bread in fact you can utilize the bread from from the bread basket in the soup so for me that just seems to be a like a smart play so um i'm i'm very much in favor of smart plays here so i'm gonna go with like a gonna go with a rustic leek and potato soup um of late i've been kind of working on my own leek and potato soup recipe and when i say my own i don't mean that of course i don't it's um someone else's recipe possibly a gordon ramsay possibly someone else but it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal you slow cook your leeks for as long as you like low heat with a disgusting amount of butter um and um you know throw in some potatoes and maybe a bit of cream at the end and good lord it'll change your gosh darn diddly life um so god my laptop's gonna run out of power uh that's a starter um main course do you know what chips cheese and gravy don't care so having had some flavor good flavors in um i realize i haven't had any meat in this boy well um i'm having chips cheese and gravy it's the manx national dish and i realize i've just id'd myself as living on the isle of man here we go that's your episode 10 reveal i live on the isle of man um yeah uh chips cheese and gravy is the national dish and 
In fact, this gives me an opportunity. Um, the best chips, cheese and gravy on the Isle of Man is from a Chinese <laughs> restaurant in a place called Port Aaron. And it's called the Mandarin. <laughs> and I was thinking about it today. It's amazing. Um, they have about eight chefs behind the counter. So they've got a lovely lady who works on the counter. I always tip ridiculously because I'm usually drunk. Um, and I always feel bad because I always go in and order a chip, cheese and gravy, even though they've got a wonderful, wonderful Chinese menu. And I have had a real Chinese from there before, and it is also good. But they make the chip cheese, they make the best chip, cheese and gravy on the island. So I go there, I ask her for chip, cheese and gravy. She giggles, I give her a, um, a tip. And, um, and then the fellas behind, uh, they're all kind of, they look real serious. Oh, here comes another car. I can't wait, can't wait. Oh no, it's not making, it's not here. Um, the, yeah, the chefs are real serious and they've got some serious kit behind there as well. Loads of woks. And um, they literally fire in the chips into the wok and they just fry the living hell out of them. Um, toss them into the little, uh, the little polystyrene box, cover it in cheese. It's like this, you know, fake kind of cheddar type thing. A little bastard cheddar, I think it'd be the best way I'd describe it. And then they cover it in, again, this kind of fake gravy, but I'm not quite sure where they get it from or how they make it. could just be the best um, kind of bisto you've ever had. Maybe a bisto and oxo cube mix. Who knows? It's hard to tell. In any case, it's the best gypsies and gravy that you can get on the island. And as a proud Manxman, I think that is what I would have. Um Maybe as an addition, I would say I would have a a um, like a like a battered sausage if we were talking kind of chippy level. But when we're not, we're talking about the mandarin. So I'm just gonna have straight up mandarin chips, cheese, and gravy. That's it. Okay. Um, side dish. God. At this stage, it's difficult to say because it's a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird three courses at this stage. So we've had a soup, we've had a chip, cheese and gravy. So I'm full of carbs because I've had potato, potato. So as a side, I need something. Tell you what I'm having as a side. There's a Thai restaurant um, that I went to, that I go to. It's called Thai Thai. Good name. <laughs> um, uh, they've got a waitress there who I'm in love with. And one of their side dishes is like deep fried um, pork ribs. I think they are deep fried and good Lord, they are spectacular. They just break off from the bone. They're incredibly Moorish. They come in a kind of barbecuey sauce, but it's not really that. It's, it's probably something more refined and Thai-ish. I really like the freshness of Thai food. And um, I, I mean, I say that I picking, I'm picking the least fresh thing that they, they, they serve. It's incredibly greasy, but, phenomenal eat them with your hands best ribs i've ever had i think actually if i'm being honest um so yeah i go for thai thai ribs good god um that's my side dish and dessert it's gonna have to be it's gonna be something that mum makes i give mum a bit of grief 
but I've already alluded to this before. She's an excellent baker. Um, yeah, she's an excellent baker. So I will probably have something that she's baked. Trying to think what my favorite thing of, I know what it is. Very simple. She makes a vanilla cheesecake that, quite frankly, is just my favorite. Um, when she makes it, sometimes she'll make the biscuit base um, at the bottom with, like, maybe digestives that has a bit of chocolate, like, crumbled into it. And, um, I mean, that's spectacular, really spectacular. On top, you've just got creamy kind of vanilla-y cheesecake. It's quite... Um, I mean, it's filling, but it's also quite fresh because it's not got too much going on flavor-wise. It's just flawless. It's a flawless dessert. So, yeah, I'm not going to think much further than that, except for the fact that, you know, I'd, I'd have this meal and I'd be incredibly fat if I ate it all the time. The cat's really desperate to go inside, but I'm not going to put her in just yet. Um, what else have we got? Um, oh, yeah, drink drink um so i've got still water there i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a bottle of beer to be honest it doesn't really matter bottle of lager possibly actually yeah i know what i'll go with i'll go with a bottle of dead pony club brew dog I find it really nice, it's very easy drink, very settled. So that's my drink. So yeah, as a rundown, I go still water, ice with it, bread basket, butter, salt, starter, uh, leek and potato soup, main, chips, cheese and gravy, side, tie-tie ribs, dessert, cheesecake, drink, beer, dead pony club. I mean that was a bit a bit silly that I had to rush the the last bit of that because I was genuinely I had to I ran back inside because I could hear a couple of ruffians walking down the hill and quite frankly I don't want to be talking about why I don't drink sparkling water as they walk past <laughs> so yeah sorry about me I'm I'm a shit house as some people would say um but I did finish all that, so I'm okay on that one. Um, did he have any other questions? No, he didn't. Okay, so that's Jonathan Blue done. Got a couple of questions here from... Um, I'm going to have to think of a nickname here. Well, the nickname here is Beans. <laughs> And to be honest, I'm not like I'm no great proponent of the nickname Beans. Um, beans make me far a lot. Oh, on a hidden episode of this that probably won't make it to the uh, to the airwaves, I spoke about beans and how they make me fart. They do, but this Beans is a lovely Beans, um, and she has a couple of questions. Um, so. We're gonna we're gonna read them. Oh no, she actually has asked a question that I've already answered. She said, "What what would be your 
what would your death row meal be? Well, beans. I've 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 just gone in absolute thorough detail on that. So hopefully you can understand. In fact, no. I think my death row meal would maybe involve a steak. I would probably put a steak and pepper sauce in there. Steak, pepper sauce, and chips. If you just heard anything there, that was because the cat just decided to go through a cat flap. Thanks for that, Gracie. Cheers. Yeah, I go steak, pepper, pepper sauce, and chips um, as a as an alternative to the chips, cheese, and gravy, leek and potato soup, and and cheesecake, which, quite frankly, is a very strange and quite fattening dinner. Um, what else have we got? Um, favorite things to do other than my podcast the podcast not my podcast it's everyone's podcast so we're going to call it the podcast um i would say my favorite thing to do is writing um i have been writing since i was about 18 um not anything in particular sometimes i write stories sometimes i write poems and they are largely all a load of guff but I enjoy it, so that's the key thing. Um, what else do I like to do? I like to play golf. I am terrible at golf. Um, one time I must do a podcast on that. I might well have already done it. Who knows? Um, I'm really not very good at golf, but it's an incredible sport because it probably most reflects what life is about um, in the sense that... Um, you will get good shots and bad shots, but ultimately, like, you always end up at the same place, even the bad players. Like, the good players get to the hole, the bad players get to the hole. Sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes you get there slower, sometimes you take a, you take a detour, sometimes you need to, you know, hit a few balls to get there, but you, you'll get there. And I think that's nice about golf. That's ultimately what keeps me playing. Um... What's another thing? Um, <laughs> oh, um, personality traits I would look for in a girlfriend. <laughs> mm. That's a good. That is a good question. Um, I think. Um, well, it says girlfriend slash friend, but I, I all my friends are different, so <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, basically, the personality trait in a in a in both a girlfriend and a friend would be um, acceptance of um like my strangeness. You know, if she can get over the fact that I don't mind talking to myself once a week for a podcast with four listeners or however many, and um, if she could get on board with the idea of like me going off and writing for a few hours, if she was okay with both of those, she pretty much will do for me. Um, what else? Um, settled, chilled, easygoing is probably something. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, someone, yeah, I think just settled. <laughs> so basically, what I'm saying is she needs to let me do everything that I want to do, <laughs> and she needs to be calm. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's a weird one. It's 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 remarkable I've not found it yet. But <laughs> yeah, um, a five year plan. Five year plan. I would like to still be doing the podcast. Um, I think that would be cool. I'd love to. I think it's really cool when someone has like chosen something they like to do and they commit to it. You know, whether or not it's successful or not is a different matter. So I would like to still be doing a podcast. I would like to have moved out. I want to own my own house at that point and maybe have done it up a little bit. That would be nice. Um, like, you know, it'd be really cool to have somewhere that like you're really proud of and it's kind of your space and you know, that's cool. I'd have a, I want to have a kind of like a cool place to watch films. <laughs> that's it. Um, work wise, it'd be amazing if I don't have to work anymore. So like, I'd like to be a writer if I could, but, um, I don't necessarily know if I want to be like a journalist. So I kind of haven't really gone that route, even though like I've dabbled in it before. I think I want to be a creative writer. So that's why I don't like graft really hard trying to like speak to newspapers and other people like that. It's not really my gig. So if I can become a writer and be a creative writer, then that's, that's the dream. So the dream for me would be creative writer, have a house, still do the podcast. Um, what are my favorite things to write about? Um, I like writing about, I say this a lot and this is really, really, really pretentious. Um, but I hope people understand. I like writing about the mundane, like things that you wouldn't think you could write about. Um, like I like kind of making them detailed and explaining or kind of talking about why they're good and why they're important. Because I think like we get a bit lost in, or we maybe lose perspective on what's important in life. And in reality, like even small things are important. You know, if a small thing is a good thing, then it's important. Um, ultimately, you know, we just place value on things because we do. Like football doesn't matter, but it matters because I say so. Likewise, the stock market doesn't really even exist. It's just numbers on a screen, but someone says it does. In fact, a lot of people do, and that's why it means a lot to a lot of people. But it doesn't matter, really. It doesn't need to matter to you. Um, so, yeah, what, what does that even mean? Yeah, what? Oh, yeah. Um, what do I like to write about? That. Um, small things. Uh, yeah, so I think those, those are the questions from Beans. Very quick fire from me, but I hope hope I've um, sort of lifted the curtain a bit there. So yeah, I'm going to do a another thingy, another um, what's the word? Interlude. Boom, boom, boom. See you soon. Hi. Um. Just got one last question here that I've just got now, so I'm excited. Um, comes from my friend, 
um, Law Pong. Don't really need a um, nickname. Some people know. Some people don't. Law Pong. Anyway, she has a question. Um, and it's a really good one. It says, have you... Well, she says... <laughs> Have you ever found items in places where you wouldn't expect to find those items? Um, and what's funny about that is like, um, it immediately made me think about like all the times where I've like lost things and they've just been like, you know, a key one for me would be I'd lose my DS games, like Pokemon Diamond. I lost it and I'd find it like in a sock that's like rotten and dusty. And I'd be like, how has it possibly got there? That's annoying. But I, I always like when I find something somewhere and it's long lost and it's, and it's amazing when you find it. So DS games are always a good one for that. So I still have a working DS now. So occasionally, I'll find like a DS game just somewhere strewn about the place. Take it, put it in the DS, play it for 20 minutes, put it down. But still, it's a real good 20 minutes, a great find. Um, another thing is like, I remember there was there was a real great moment. I was about, I reckon I was about 13. I had a big like gym bag thing. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't in the gym. I think it was like an overnight stay bag. And I, I was, I don't know why, I think I might have been using it to like go out somewhere and like maybe stay at a mate's house. And I was cleaning, I was kind of clearing out to then fill it up. And I was clearing out the side pocket and I found like a lot of birthday money. I reckon it was maybe about 50 pounds. And back when 13 year old me, I didn't have a job until I was 18, so I never really, like, all my money was, like, birthday money and Christmas money, and I'd ration it out throughout the year. So 50 quid was huge for me. Um, and I just remember that being a really big feeling. Um, but there was a there was an actual answer I was going to... Oh. So the real answer to this, though, is have I ever found items in places where I wouldn't expect to find those items? Yes, there is a mad one. Um, so one night, this is, this is a bit of an odd one really, because some, some people that listen to this know me as a person who's an incredibly kind of boring person that doesn't go out, which, and when I say go out, I mean, go out and get bladdered, um, which is true to me now, but back when I was about maybe from the age of 15 to 17, I went out a fair amount. I had a big two years. Well, not even a big two years. I had a normal two years and then packed in at 18. Started going to clubs and I thought, nah, not for me. Don't like the music. Um, and um, yeah, so I, one night when I was presumably about 16 or 17, I was out and I, I got bladdered off something. Don't know, alcohol presumably. Um, and usually what I would do is 
I would walk home from basically wherever I was. didn't matter how far I was away from my house. I'd walk home and some of the walks would be epic, hours long. So drunk you can't walk straight, so you'd take twice as long. You'd usually be with another incredibly drunk mate and you'd have the deepest conversation you've ever had in your life. You'd probably end the convo crying. Amazing moments. I'd like to go back to them at times because you don't really get that anymore. Usually, if you're on a night out, you find yourself kind of going home in a taxi, you know, and I'm always talking to the taxi driver because, I mean, if you don't know by now, I, I talk a lot. So I'm usually talking to the taxi driver about life, but it's not quite the same because he's sober and, um, you know, 30 years older than me and kind of just not really interested in my perspective at this stage. And I, you know, I maybe feel partly hurt by that, but anyway. And then your mate's being sick out the window at the back and it's all a bit awkward. Anyway, back in the day, it was walks and it was just, you know, they, they built you. They built your friendships. Um, so anyway, big epic walk, big night out, great stuff, fantastic. And, um, anyway, I woke up the next day, hangover, huge, to be honest, would have got through it somehow, but I would have been fine. I just, I just would have eaten food and done nothing. That's absolutely fine. Anyway, go about my week, go about my life from that point onwards. Don't really don't really check anything um you know don't hear any untoward stories about life or anything like that anyway a few days down the line i'm not even quite sure of the timeline at this stage but i open up my wardrobe and sort of stood upright in my wardrobe is a traffic cone um so kind of a pretty large orange cone it's about three and a half four foot tall um, uh, bright orange and it's kind of got uh, that luminous kind of um, silvery wrap on it looks like a silver fish um, so it's got those stripes on it and it's just sat in my wardrobe um, and I'm thinking and it's dirty as well to be honest <laughs> like it's pretty dirty and um, it's also one of those ones that's got the orange lights on it that flash. And the orange light was still flashing at this stage. So I was thinking, oh dear. Because uh, to the question, that item is not supposed to be there. And, um, and it appears... I think after I discussed with whoever I was walking home with, it appears that what I had done is I'd picked up this, in hindsight, really quite heavy cone, put it on my head and um, walked home with it and just kept it. And what is quite good is... We got rid of the cone because eventually mum found I kept it. <laughs> so the story from that is I kept it in the wardrobe. I was like, oh, what am I going to do here? Didn't replace it. Didn't know where I took it from. So I just kept it. Anyway, mum eventually found it. Probably was like putting some shirts in, in the wardrobe for me. God bless her. And um, she was like, we're going to have to put this cone somewhere, <laughs> anywhere. And I'm not quite sure what she did with it. 
she, but she got rid of it. However, what's mad is I've still got the big sort of metal orange flashing light. It doesn't flash anymore. It did run out of ba- it did run out of battery. Sorry, at the end, but I've still got it. And you want to know where I put it to hide it? So for some reason, I must have wanted to keep it. I'll tell you where I put it to hide it. I kept it in my wardrobe, but I put it in the washing up bag that I have that I don't use. Mum just assumes I don't use it at all. So right at the bottom of that, underneath a pile of now rotten, gross old clothes, pants and all kinds, there is an old, broken, orange flashing light from a traffic cone from when I was drunk back when I was 17. So, yeah. I would say that's quite a good. Um, <laughs> I would say that's quite a good uh, answer to that. If I do say so myself, very arrogant of me. But yeah, I think we're nearly done. Um, oh, we are done now. Actually, this has been a long episode, but it's the tenth one, so it's special. Um, thanks for listening. Um, it's very kind of you that you share your time with me. So um, remember to be really nice to people and um, have a good rest of your week and a good rest of your life if I don't speak to you again. So yeah, I'll be back again soon and we'll talk about whatever I normally talk about. Um, I think surfers. I'm going to talk about surfers maybe. Okay, bye-bye.